Welcome into the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. I am Nolan Mortar, joined again, as always, by Drew Schoenberger. Hi, Drew. Hello, Nolan. All right. Lovely, lovely day we're having. It is a lovely day. Not really. It was about 69 high today. Nice. nice. Um, with with some 21 mile an hour winds, 20 to 30 mile an hour winds. That's pretty bad. Uh Imagine having to coach a football team in that weather. Whew, nothing looks good. Um, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Both of our teams had football games this Saturday, past Saturday. Uh, we're going to start off with Kansas State because they don't have a game this upcoming week. So uh, Kansas State has pl- uh, played Iowa State in Jack Trice. It was a night game. Iowa State doesn't lose those very often. Um, they wore their black uniforms, which they were undefeated in the regular season in. So that's good for Kansas State to come in to go into Jack Trice, uh, walk away with an ugly win, but a win nonetheless. Both defenses really showed out. Uh, so, Drew, what did you think of this game? I'll go ahead and pass it to you first. Um, I didn't get to watch really any of this one, but uh. I think it was a good win by K-State. Um, Iowa State's 0-3 in the Big 12 now, but they're a pretty pretty solid team. They've just had a bunch of close losses to good teams, in my opinion. And, um, you know, their kicker, who missed three kicks against KU, made all his kicks against K-State, and Iowa State didn't turn the ball over, and K-State left 10 points on the board. And I think that's a really good performance. I think that maybe with all those things considered, maybe K-State, you know, could have lost, but they they didn't. They found a way to win. So I think that's a good that's a good win against a solid team on the road. So I mean, definitely. Sometimes you'd there. rather be lucky than good. Um, mm-hmm. Which Kansas State really did turn out to be. I mean, their defense, especially in the second half, was giving up the ball. Uh, the offense was giving up the ball on their side of the field uh, three drives in a row. But Kansas State's defense held firm. Uh, the best wide receiver on Iowa State's team dropped the ball on a very crucial fourth down. Uh, and turning the ball over, Kansas State credit to them. They were able to get the first downs necessary uh, to go ahead and close the game. Uh, that marks Chris Lyman's first win over Iowa State since uh, since his first year uh, at in Manhattan. Uh, that's a big game because both of those programs compete for a lot of recruits um, in the Kansas City area. And if Kansas State's able to get over that hump and beat Iowa State consistently, then they'll start winning some of those recruiting battles. Uh, the the Bye week comes at a perfect time. You know, Khalid Duke wouldn't have been able to play. Deuce wouldn't have been a go uh, this week. Uh, Felix is banged up. Nate Matlack still trying to get him healthy. So this bye week came at a perfect time. Uh, Adrian Martinez walked into the uh, press conference after with a noticeable limp. He could barely walk. So uh, this is a get right week. Get the legs back under him uh, for the TCU game the following week. So. Uh, we can move on. Uh, before we move on, I would like you to go ahead and tell everybody the standings for the Big 12 picks. Uh, go ahead and uh, gloat a little bit. All right. A uh, little recap here. So me and Nolan both had K-State winning, Texas winning, Oklahoma State winning, and those all happened. The only one we were on different sides on, he had TCU – or, sorry – I had TCU and you had Kansas. TCU found a way to win, which we're gonna we're gonna talk about here shortly. I bet. So, I'm not really gonna gloat. You know, we're tied now. We're both seven and six, so we're both uh, both above five hundred. So we both know ball. So uh, you know, get back on the right track here. 
I would like to say that early on in our or last week we recorded one before, but the Wi-Fi crapped out on Drew's end because he's poverty, and I chose TCU, but it gave me some more time to think about it because I knew his choice, and I figured if he could gain a game on me that way, uh, then I wanted to go up that game. So KU wasn't able to pull it out. They lost 38-31. Uh, they... First half was a defensive struggle. TCU led 10-3 to at halftime. Then Jalen Daniels went down. Jason Bean came in and played really well in, the, in covering form. 16 for 24, 262 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Both teams scored 21 in the third, and both teams scored seven in the fourth. So really high-scoring second half. And going into that game, you know, we talked about it would be a shootout, and by golly, it turned into a shootout. It just didn't look like it would be that way in the first half. Uh, Kansas's drive at the end of the game, there were some questionable calls, uh, a couple defensive holding no calls that led to the Jayhawks stalling out and not closing out that game. Uh, Drew, what do you think about that game? I mean, any other year, Kansas wouldn't have been this close against uh, this talented a TCU team. Yeah, um, sucks to not win at home. Because I think it's, you know, obviously easier to win at home than on the road. But I think TCU might be the best team in the Big 12. Um, and, you know, they played really well. And in the first half, with it being a defensive battle and Jalen Daniels going down, I was a little nervous that he might just, you know, might slip away from us. I don't know how Bean would play. And I figured TCU would be able to get some points in the second half. And they were. We couldn't stop uh, Quentin Johnston, their star receiver. That's kind of been a theme because we struggled against Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State as well. Um, two studs there. But, um, yeah, Jason Bean played really well. And I'm, you know, I'm gutted that Jalen Daniels is probably going to be out. He's already out for this game. There was a report that he was out for the season. That's kind of been debunked but we'll see when he can come back. But I think Jason Bean played just as well as he had been playing. And, you know, I'm excited for him to see what he can do this week. But, um, yeah, tough game. I don't really – like, they missed two holding calls on that last play where he didn't get the fourth down. But we definitely left some points on the board this game. We missed a field goal. Jalen Daniels, he was in. He fumbled going into the end zone. So we left some points on the board. If we don't do that, we uh, probably win. But we've also won games where Iowa State – left some points on the board. So I'm not really too mad about it, to be honest. I think the, those two games between Iowa State and TCU going one and one, I don't think that's bad at all. So, yeah, loss. definitely. Those are but, a couple good teams, but uh, Kansas, you know, they have the opportunity to rebound this week. Um, playing Oklahoma, we'll go ahead and get into our Big 12 picks. Oklahoma, after starting 0 3 in conference play, is now a nine point favorite at home against Kansas at 11 a.m. Uh, on ESPN2. Uh, Kansas is scoring more points per game. Uh, they're allowing less points per game. They've got more total yards per game. They're allowing less total yards per game. Uh, they've got a more impressive resume than Oklahoma does, and Oklahoma is still favored in this game. Now, I don't know how much of that is brand recognition, um, but nine points is a lot, in my opinion, do I see this game going either way? Yes, I think Kansas is playing a lot better, and they are a much better team uh, than Oklahoma has been uh, the last last few weeks. But Oklahoma is still, on paper, the second most talented team in the Big 12 Conference. And the fact that they're losing these games in the fashion that they are, are it, it's a little bit shocking 
to me. Um, it's definitely made Kansas State's win against Oklahoma not look as impressive um, and their Tulane loss even worse now Now looking back. Um, this is a tough call, Drew. I, I, I really don't know who to pick on this one, and I've thought about this one over the course of the week. Um, I'll take Oklahoma rebounding at home, winning by a field goal. They're not covering. Uh, that that nine point spread over Kansas, but I'll give me Oklahoma uh, to win that game at home. All right, yeah. Um, so I figured the line would be a little weird because Dylan Gabriel missed most of the TCU game. He got a concussion and he missed uh, the Texas game. I am baffled that he is that important to their team. Like, I don't know. Like he goes out and they lose forty nine to zero to Texas. Who I think I think Texas is a good team, but a really good team. I just don't think that should be that lopsided. And frankly, I don't think TCU should have beaten by that much either. I think a lot of these games should be competitive. So it kind of starting to remind me a little bit of Texas last year. Like they had some they had some bad losses and they kind of just they kind of lost it. And they've been able to rebound this year nicely, but I don't know. Like I I'm going to be a homer and I'm going to pick KU to win. Um, I saw a stat on Twitter showing the rushing defense, how well teams in the Big 12 do against the run, and this is conference games only. And Oklahoma is allowing 310 yards a game rushing in their three games. And they're also allowing the most uh, yards per attempt at 6.66 yards per attempt. And I think KU wants to run the ball. I think they want to set up the play action. So I think that KU is going to run the ball a lot and unless OU finds a way to stop it, I think KU I think KU's just going to win. I think KU's defense has actually played decently well the last two weeks compared to what we saw at the beginning of the season. So I'm going to pick KU to win. Wouldn't shock me if OU did bounce back and win, but they might just not be that good right now. And I think KU's better coached. I just I yeah, I think KU's a better team right now. So it's going to be it's going to be a close game, I bet. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I'll take KU to win. Yeah, that's definitely a tough one to pick. Um, for sure. So uh, moving on to the Texas Iowa State game, Iowa State's going to um, Austin to play. This game is at 11 a.m. on ABC. So again, Texas two weeks in a row gets the 11 a.m. ABC slot. So um, Texas is favored by 16 points. Uh, the over under is 48 and a half. Um, obviously, Iowa State's unable to score. You know, they're tough scoring the ball. Um, they really can't move the ball up and down the field either. And this Texas defense is actually pretty stingy. I mean, they're still, I mean, they're giving up 338 yards a game, um, giving up 17.8 points per game, but there's no way Texas covers 16 point spread. I mean, I think Texas will win this game and I'm picking them to win this game, but there's no way that they cover 16 point spread. I just don't think that people are respecting how, how stingy this Iowa state defense is. Um, but I will take Texas. Uh, I'll take the under 48 and a half um, and I'm taking Iowa state to cover. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, have you seen the people talking this week, how they think that Texas, if they want out, could make the playoff. You know kinda, what? I don't disagree because of the brand that comes with them. I don't this like Quinn Ewers looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country when he's played, but They've already lost two games, and I think that in the Big 12, teams are going to beat up on each other, and I just don't – like, Texas beat 
OU by a lot, but I don't know. OU might just be a bad team right now. Like, let's let's relax on that. I don't know. But I'll take Texas to win. I think this is like a 27-17 to 17 type game, so I slightly like the under 48. And, yeah, like maybe Quinn Ewers just lights up Iowa State, but this is either this or the K-State game will be the two best defenses he plays in the conference. So I'll – yeah, I think Texas should win this game handedly, but I think 16 and a half is a lot for any team to cover in this conference. So I like Texas to win, but I think Iowa State could hang around. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely, I, I agree. I, there's no way they won by 16. So, I mean, they could, like Quinn Ewers could just go off, but I don't, I don't know. All right, moving on to Fort Worth. Um, the only ranked on ranked matchup number 13 tcu is hosting number eight oklahoma state this is not a primetime game by the way uh, which i think is a little bit ridiculous it's a 230 it's a 230 kickoff on abc um so big 12 covering the abc time slot pretty well let's go baby uh tcu favored by four i'm assuming that's just the home bump i i assume it'd be a pick em on a neutral field so tcu's favored by four the over under 68 and a half i think both teams are going to be able to score a lot. Oklahoma State's defense is decent. I mean, they're not great, but they've been decent over the past few years. Um, hmm. This is another tough one that I've been trying to decide in my head. It really just depends on what ver- depends on what version of Spencer Sanders we get, and if it's the running back Spencer Sanders or it's the quarterback that looks like he could win a national title, um, Spencer Sanders. So, <laughs> that being said. I don't think TCU is the best team in the conference, and I think what they're doing right now is riding high, um, using a lot of momentum, and a team that comes and punches them in the mouth um, will beat them. Uh, So I do think Oklahoma State will win this game um, purely because I think they're the better team right now. Uh, So give me the Cowboys. All right. Um, Yeah, this game's tough for me too. Uh, both teams have been pretty similar this year to scoring a ton of points. I don't think either team has a great defense, but they're not necessarily bad on defense either. Um, so I'm just going to take the home team to win here. Um, I don't know if TCU is necessarily the best team in the conference, but I'd say there's about like a group of four teams that are, and I think these two are both in that tier. So TCU is playing at home. So I'm just going to take TCU to win here. I think it's probably a, probably a touchdown or field goal game either way just good old good old shootout but I'll take the I'll take the home team to win all right Uh, I do want to talk about a couple more games in the national landscape uh we'll go ahead we'll start with uh the Alabama at Tennessee Nayland Stadium game day is going to be there Five and O Tennessee, number five or number six in the country, playing five and O or six and O Alabama, the number three team in the country. Bryce Young looking like he'll come back. Uh, Alabama favored by seven points right now. The over under sixty five and a half. This is going to be a shootout. Nayland Stadium is going to be insanely loud uh, in this game. Hendon Hooker is playing out of his mind. This is the best offense in the country right now. Is Tennessee's. Uh, scoring a lot of points, moving the ball up and down the field. We saw last week, Drew was a little bit concerned about that LSU game that TCU or the Tennessee had to play. Tennessee absolutely destroyed LSU in Tiger Stadium. I think Alabama has not played well on the road the last couple of years. You saw it at Texas. 
Hudson Card almost beat Alabama at Texas. It was a few calls to get Alabama out of the game um, that could have gone either way. They did well against Arkansas, but then again, Arkansas threatened Alabama, even though they were short their starting quarterback. Arkansas threatened them. Last week, Texas A&M threatened Alabama, um, and that's an offense that's old and archaic, and we know that. So I'm taking the balls. I am. I think it's too big, too big a game, too loud an atmosphere for Tennessee to lose this game. Josh Heupel has his team rolling, so give me Tennessee. All right. Um, I think this is pretty simple for me. I think if Jalen Milrow plays for Bama, I think that Tennessee wins because I don't think Jalen Milrow seems like he's a decent player. He's a really good runner, but I don't know if like Tennessee's defense has definitely improved this year as they were last year. And when he went up against a good defense last week, he kind of kind of wasn't that good. And they were they were kind of lucky to get out of there with a win. But um, I think if Bryce Young plays, I think Bryce Young, like we saw in the Texas game, I think he'll make enough plays to win. So. I'm going to assume Bryce Young plays. I will take Tennessee to cover the seven or eight or whatever the spread is. But I think Alabama wins this game by about three or four. Um, this is definitely the toughest game that Tennessee's had. Um, they've had three. They've had three tough games this year that they've won all of them. And against LSU, that was definitely their best one. Their games against Pitt and Florida were both close. So. I guess, you know, or we're going to get the Tennessee that played Florida, or we're going to get the Tennessee that played LSU. If they get, if Tennessee that played LSU, then Tennessee could pull it off. But I'm, I'm still a little, little skeptical that they can pull it off, but I'll take them to cover to seven. Bucky top, you will always be. All right. Uh, moving up to Ann Arbor. Um, this is the big noon kickoff. Michigan is playing Penn State, another top 10 matchup. This is by far the best team that Michigan's played all year. They struggled last week against, I think it was Indiana. Um, And then again, they kind of struggled against Maryland. But Maryland's a good team. Uh, Indiana's been kind of sneaky this week or this year. Uh, Michigan's favored by seven. Again, I assume that's just the additional two or three points for the home team. I think Michigan would probably be favored in Happy Valley as well, but it'd be a lot tighter of a spread. Um. This is a tough one. Uh, again, Michigan hasn't didn't look good last week. Penn State, you know, they're number ten. Uh, they really haven't played anybody good either. So this this will be the best team both teams have played. But I will take Michigan to win this game. Uh, I don't know if they'll cover, but I will take Michigan to win this game and stay in the top ten. All right, I I kind of want to take Penn State to win, but I just don't see them going into Ann Arbor going into the big house and winning. So I will take Michigan, but I do think Penn state will cover to seven. I think this will be a really low scoring game and it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because on one side you have Sean Clifford, who's been in college for 15 years, it seems like. And then you got JJ McCarthy, who's making like his fifth start for Michigan. And I think down the road, it's the right decision on JJ McCarthy in there, but Sean Clifford's definitely more experienced. This Penn state team has been tested more early on than this Michigan team has the best team the best team Michigan's played is probably Maryland and, you know, Penn state's played Purdue. They played Auburn. So I guess really just Purdue, but I think that they've been tested a little more. So I'll take Michigan to win, but I wouldn't be shocked if Penn state went in there and won, but I just don't see them. It's tough to pick teams to go in there and win. So I'll take Michigan. It really to win. is. I mean, 114,000 people watching a game. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, five and O Syracuse hosting 
uh, five and one NC State. NC State with the one loss to Clemson. They struggled last week against Florida State, uh, but we we know that Florida State's a good team. This game is in the JMA Wireless Dome in in Syracuse. Uh, so Syracuse favored by three, uh, three and a half. Again, I think this is just a home spread, um, but. This is a tough game. I mean, we don't know how good Syracuse is. I mean, they win games, but who have they played? You know, they played Purdue, Louisville. So, really, they've just played Purdue. Uh, Connecticut's strung a few wins in there, but I think NC State wins this game. You know, I had them chosen as a playoff team. Obviously, they're probably not now that they're probably knocked out of the running for the uh, ACC championship game. So, I'll take... I'll take Syracuse to win or NC State to win this one, uh, probably by a touchdown. All right, um, I do think NC State is the better team, but I'm pretty sure that Devin Leary, their quarterback, is out for this game. So, because he got hurt against Florida State, NC State's offense hasn't really looked all that well to me this year compared to last year, and Syracuse. Their defense is definitely suspect, but I think their offense is pretty solid. So I don't love it because I don't think Syracuse is like a top 25 caliber team. But I do think with with Devin Leary out, I will take Syracuse to win there at home. Uh, when that place, when that dome is packed, like it's that's probably one of the tougher places to play. So I'll take Syracuse to win. Don't feel don't feel too great about it, but they're in there. No, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like you can feel it through the TV, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Packed. Especially in basketball games. I hate watching football games in that stadium because it's so low, and so they have to zoom. It's just weird. Um, I'm going to do one more game, um, and it's not a game you might think. The number 25-ranked James Madison Dukes are going to Georgia Southern. James Madison's 5-0. and Georgia Southern's 3-3. Three and three. Uh, James Madison's favored by 11.5 on the road in the Sun Belt. That's pretty hard to do. Who would have thought that James Madison would be undefeated at this point in the season in their first FBS year? Uh, me, I probably would have. Um, so... <laughs> So, I mean, they've overcome some stark deficits. They've blown out their last two opponents, Arkansas State and Texas State. They were down 28-3 to App State and won. Uh, they beat more, more Norfolk State and then Middle Tennessee. Um, so they're 5-0. and Georgia Southern, obviously, we remember them uh, for their win over Nebraska in week two of the season. Uh, they've followed it up. Their last two games they've lost. They lost to Georgia State last week and then to uh, Coastal uh, the week before and they have beaten ball state and arc and lost to uh, university of Alabama and Birmingham. Uh, so give me the Dukes here, Drew. I think, uh, I think they're going to win the fun belt this year. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the spread on that? Uh, 12 points. Oh, I'll take Georgia Southern plus 12, you know, Who actually winning outright though. I'll say James Madison to win. I, they're probably one of the best teams in the Sun Belt. I think what would be fun is if, like, imagine they went out and Coastal wins out because I think they played the last week. Get a little eleven and 0, 11 and zero action in the Fun Belt. That'd be fun. Winner, be fun. winner gets a New Year's Six, right? Because like highest ranked power group of five gets a. I don't know how that works. Yeah, highest imagine, ranked group of five. Yeah, so that'd be that'd be sick. I mean, I don't know much about James Madison to pick an upset, but. 
feel like Georgia Southern's a decent team, so I'll Coach Clay, baby. Yeah, let's go, man. Just because you couldn't cut it at USC doesn't mean you can't do it in Fun Belt, baby. Come on. Hey, now. Fun Belt might be a little tougher than uh, the Pac-12. It might be. Just a little update, Drew. Uh, the Mountaineer is doing push-ups. They just scored to tie up the game. Oh, uh, I saw they were I saw they were driving the school. I didn't know they had scored. That's Yep. 24-24. So, uh-oh. But Baylor might return this kickoff. Nope. Nope. Got to the 25. Never mind. Oh. Looked a little promising there for a while. But, all right. Uh, just tell me a team here. I'm going to say three games. Just tell me the team that you think is going to win. Okay. One word, all right? Clemson, Florida State. Clemson. Okay. Uh, Mississippi State, Kentucky. Mississippi State, Kentucky's fraudulent. I, I know I that, that was more than one word, but just wanted yeah, to throw it out there. I agree, Mississippi State. I disagree with Clemson. Uh, then USC, Utah. Utah. Ah, I agree again. Uh, there we go. That'll be it for this week's episode of the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening and following along. If you feel free to follow us on Twitter, uh, our links are in the bio of this podcast. Go ahead, reach out, ask us some questions. We'll do our best to answer them on the podcast. Drew, you got anything else to add? Uh, nope. Think I'm good. All right. Well, me go six and zero, taking on Clearwater next week or this Let's go, weekend. Baby. Go Raiders. <laughs>